Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host today. And today we're going to be talking about how every child with autism is different. If you didn't know that before, we're going to talk about it and get in depth with neurodiversity and what that means. But before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing our community's preamble. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude from every inch of our lives. We will lift you up until... You're in love with your life exactly as it is, realizing you have the power to create any kind of life you want for yourself and your family. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. Esther and Jerry Hicks call it the science of deliberation. We call it the answer to all of our prayers. So let us continue our journey by introducing you to our guest today, Dr. Anila Khan, who comes to us as a clinical psychologist and speech therapist and psychotherapist. She's been in the field since 2011 with children and adults and developed an expertise in autism and just has recently come to find out that she is neurodivergent as well. So Dr. Khan, welcome to the show. We're so grateful to have you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for providing the platform to discuss my and to share my experience with these children. And I must say these children are lovely children. These children are divine children and they give you the experience that is something from outward. So let's start with that. Let's start with a positive note because there's yes. a lot of negativity in the environment. There's a lot of, they can't do this. We can't do this. Let's talk about, I would like to talk about what is the positive aspect of that thing? What is the positive aspect of parenting these children? And what is the positive aspect how we can create a supportive environment for them and for our own self? So we will, let's talk about that thing, not about negativity. I'm sure nobody wants to, you know, listen negative things all the time. We can't do this. Nope. There are a lot of, you know, sensory issues, digestive problems, and sleep issues and stuff like that. So thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us how you came to this profession and how you came to find out about your neurodiversity? In 2011, I was doing my graduation. I was doing BS psychology. That is a plain psychology field. And in that, we are supposed to take few cases for our uh, internship. I was doing some internship in a, and they, I visit a center and they have almost 170, 180 kids in their parameter. And they have seven to 10 autistic children in the classroom. 
so i asked for a child case and they asked me to just to give some introduction so as you know that you already told that i'm too much passionate about work so when you're neurodivergent person then you're too much obsessed about the thing you are doing at the moment so at that time it was for me was the study i always like to you know study the history of things so whenever a topic is presented to me i don't understand until unless i go in the depth so if it's one topic then i have to study the whole topic the whole history of that concept so that i grab that concept that's the reason my concepts are still valid clear about everything so nobody could challenge me on this concept that's the positive aspect and maybe the thing that is giving the confidence so they asked me to write something about uh, aba so at that time we just recently studied the aba so i write everything i know about aba and even i was asking from pages to pages just give me i will write more and more because when you because i talk fast maybe you observe that as well it means that my thinking is very fast as well so whatever was in my mind i was writing and writing and writing then they asked me to join their institution i said that i cannot join recent uh, at the moment because i'm about to complete my education or complete my degree after i complete my exam then i will come so the moment my paper was finished the next day i went to that institution and i start uh, working with these children whenever i uh, when i went to that place the whole world was new for me because first day they asked me to sit with almost 10 autistic children in one class so we were three teachers in the class and there were two children who were new to me and they asked they tell me just just to control this kid for me that was a new word and that was a different thing for me and from there i know that what is uh, autism and at that time when i was not even familiar of that term they just said that these are autistic children and just work with them or you could say they have behavioral issue they can't sit on the chair they have no sitting span they have no attention span they have no language they have no communication they have no emotional expression as well and i learned these things these uh, professional terms which which i'm telling you with time because when you work then you have to go to the all process so that was almost 5 to 6 months with these children and that was amazing for me that gave me a lot of experience over there i learned about uh, autism i learned about adhd problem was that i was supposed to know this thing before going to that place that is the issue with our education system because we have a maybe you know that uh, that we have a diagnostic manual which is called dsm4 and that i was studying dsm4 in that dsm4 they just give you uh, two three things about children that their intellectual disability uh, they are like their mentally retarded children like down syndrome and then they are slow learner so that was two categories that was taught to us or the uh, teacher told us about that and uh, what is coming in between that we never know about that and what is even what is learning disability we don't know about that so with passage of time when we just started working with them then i was so much interested then i asked them to train me in aba i asked them to train me in speech therapy as well at that time i didn't took the, my diplomas and uh, i didn't even went into uh, becoming a psychotherapist so that was start for me and from there i get a lot of because of motivation to work with these children because when they are a little bit stubborn then i'm stubborn too in the sense that when they whenever they give me the task i make sure that i do that work with honesty i make sure that that child supposed to write by himself or the child complete his work so that was my start so that's how i came into that field and whenever and the thing was that when i started my professional training then i was the only person the only student in the class it was 25 girls in the class who was dealing these clients first hand dealing with these clients like i was the one girl like who was taking patient from the uh, and uh, i faced a lot of trouble at that time as well so that is my journey that's how i started so when i came into that field then the 
training goes and goes and goes and my interest developed in speech therapy in assessment i'm very good in assessment uh, i study a lot of about different development tool because whenever we talk about this country and we talk about your country then our norms are different we we are not over here following the uh, you know arithmetic or we are not following the mathematics in the sense that uh, boxes or uh, the concept of puzzle fixation and uh, you know about the intelligence test that you need to fix the puzzle and you need to arrange these things in pakistan these things are not common so that is not the way that you need to assess these children but the challenge was for me that that i how i'm going to assess these children so then i study about developmental uh, milestone that how can you you can do informal assessment that there are a lot of assessment that you can do there binary social maturity scale how you could do their skills assessment so that if you're not able to give some figures but at least you give them a elaborated diagnosis to these children so that it could help the children to understand after when i was working with uh, you know assessment then i came to know the concept of individualized education plan that was very novel thing for me and with the passage of time when you work on individualized education plan you learn a lot of things that you need to add things that this thing and that thing so with passage of time work with this patient and every day was different for me because when i was taking uh, in the start if there was seven students in the class and everybody saying they have autism then i was saying what is the difference between these all and i used to ask a lot of questions and they get so scared from me because even they were not facing me the owner was not facing me because whenever he will see me he, he said that she will ask me question and i was not able to answer that question or sometimes he will divert me to some other person that go and ask this question from that person and i would get confused if i'm not able to teach a child a concept if i'm not able to teach a child a word a picture that what strategy could i use so that's how it started yeah what made you think to check your own assess your own uh okay i will come to that but then i uh, went for speech therapy i went for uh, i was actually i was becoming psychotherapist at that time that we have some training for 1.5 years in, in in pakistan which you call advanced diplomatic clinical psychology i did that then i did other trainings like i went for speech therapy and stuff like that so when i was in the class throughout the class in throughout my educational career i would love to run i don't want to sit in the chair it was so difficult for me to sit in the chair it was so difficult for me to sometime to listen to the teacher and sometimes get lost as well i'm not saying that i was a, i was a very good student whenever i pay attention to something then i would learn that thing very well because like i was very good in mathematics but whenever it comes to some advanced things then something i used to forget things and i i get uh, you know uh, lost on that thing as well. that why i'm not able to learn few things why i'm not able to memorize few things so that was a thing which was giving me a lot of trouble then i have i guess some form of uh, learning disability in the sense of dyslexia because i was not able to formulate the right spelling i got a lot of grammatical mistake a lot of grammatical mistake it would give me you know a lot of trouble at that time that why not able to understand the grammar till now date i don't understand english grammar that well till now my spellings are very poor i know that and even i don't change them i am proud of them i don't want to change this spelling now because if you're getting my point if you understand what i'm writing then it's okay if you go to my page i will give you the link of the page then you will see the grammatical error even i'm doing in uh, three languages i'm uh, uh, doing in my pashto and urdu and english i'm uh, writing my you know i just write in english and then i do that in three languages translate that in three languages uh, two languages more so english was challenge for me i was not able to pronounce few words that was very challenging for me and i was not able to read words properly so even if you are talking to me i would miss the word 
like uh, even if it's a song uh, you know i would say wrong uh, lyrics of that song so that was very thing for me and teacher used to say that whenever we are talking to you in the class you are very brilliant you are very bright but whenever it comes to your grades sometimes it's decline and i don't have the answer for this question i was uh, because i don't it was like i was not interested at that time i want to play all the time maybe so that was that and i was the kind of person who will only study for uh, getting pass in the exam but the meanwhile i also took uh, you know a lot of uh, positions as well it's not that i cannot take position i know i can take, take position but you know that was a mixed journey english was trouble for me i was very good with mathematics i was very good biology uh, i was very good fine arts and art and stuff like that and i was always have uh, the you can say this uh, you could say i was always hungry for knowledge so i used to read a lot of books and that was so fat that kind of books like and sometimes i used to read one book uh, in one setting in one go if it is that small book so it was like that so that was all our uh, mother tongue that was in urdu so even then till date now i'm very good in english, urdu i know very difficult words in urdu i know their meaning in urdu till date people don't know about the meaning of that but i was very good in that so literally one day uh, it was literally gave me a panic attack that i am going to fail in english somehow i got secret in that so language was something english language something i always get very good marks in mathematics i will good get good i will score very good in physics and chemistry in bi- biology was very good with me i was very good in biology so because it was medical life it, so it was like that uh, but memory was issue main thing for me i used to forget things so even i was uh, but literally later i on discovered in the university because in university that was the time i was facing a lot of issues as well because in meanwhile i faced a lot of other kind of issues as well psychological problem as well that is a you could say that is a as pos- uh, plus part when you have you are neurodivergent you face a lot of problem you face a lot of you question a lot of things and you don't even understand because all the time you get that it's my fault and i will tell you about socialization but it was totally zero no f- friends at all it was only always it was only one friend all the time and whenever that familiar friend will never come and i feel so alone and i don't understand at that time i was not able to understand that how to talk to other people in a sense because i may, I may feel so shy as i as I, i was shy and sometimes if i uh, will see a lot of people then i will cover my eyes and uh, whenever there is a new place then i will mute that is a kind of selective mutism i will not talk in that places and uh, i used to talk very fast so uh, university gave me very different experiences even uh, one day uh, my prince uh, my uh, hod called my uh, sister elder sister and uh, they give this uh, communicate they give the message to the to the other girl that is she having some kind of problem because when you are having a lot of issues you don't understand the situation obviously you're getting in depression you're getting in anxiety and a lot of things going around you so that was a thing in the university um, it was very difficult for me to make friends that was always one friend and uh, the problem was that when that girl get to the other group so i was alone again and uh, in university you know there uh, you have to give presentation in the group and i was so empathetic i was so helping in my university that i would help everyone i will go to everyone i will make the assignment because i was very good with technology i was very good with computer i was very good with helping other like i was learned very fast uh, things because i was very good whenever it come to skills that's the reason i know a lot of skill from cooking to baking and uh, stitching and stuff like that so i used to help everyone all the time but whenever times come to me then they, there was no one to help me out so 
in my uh, university for maybe for two or three years, I was the one giving own presentations, like group projects. My group projects was alone. Presentation was alone. And I remember my first day in university that I was not able to talk to the teacher. She asked me to uh, introduce myself in English and my voice was here, totally here. And all the time in university, they have to, they will stop me all the time. Why you're talking so fast? Slow down, slow down, slow down. And that was so, uh, you could say, so annoying for me. And how could I slow my speed? Even sometimes they will uh, record that thing on the mobile and they will show me that, uh, look at your, you know, uh, speed. It's so sp uh, so fast. Just uh, talk slow, talk slow. In sometime in presentation, there was a girl standing beside me and she will continuously reminding me, talk slow, talk slow, talk slow. So there was a lot of issues. So uh, uh, when I, I came to, you know, when I was uh, becoming the clinical psychologist and psychotherapist, at that time, my trainer, he gave me a very tough time, I must say, because if you are, you know, if you are you divergent, you got a lot of temper and tantrums. Now I'm, you know, I'm some form of, you know, a different form. Before that, I got a lot of anger issues, a lot of temper tantrums. Whenever he used to say something to me, I would shut the doors so far, so hard, so that everybody listened in the class that I am angry. And not just that door, I will close the door, the outer door as well. So everybody listened that I'm angry. Why he snubbed me in the class? Why he said that listening to me? He used to make fun of me in the sense, yeah. do you want to see any girl with the ADHD? The girls who don't sit on the chair and the girls who's always sitting in edge of the chair and the girl who always want to raise her hand and talk before the, because I know the answers. Because I'm a good in the education, so I know the answer. So all things was indicating toward me. But then recently I started, two, three years back, I started a podcast or a Facebook live session. Then I started studying about autism in girls. Then I understand that before that I knew that I am different, but how I'm different, that was the reason that the girls who have autism, their mind is working like a male, male child. Like autism girl and male child mind are same. So then I come to know that why I'm the one who take a lot of risk and who is who is doing difficult tasks, doing decision-making and making difficult goal for herself and achieving those goals and don't listen to the difficult circumstances in their life. So that was the point when I tried and starting understanding. Then I studied a lot about neurodiversity. Uh, even uh, I was telling one thing to my friend yesterday. It was about headphones. I don't go outside without headphones. It is very necessary for me because I listen to music all the time. It gives me uh, relaxation. So whenever I go outside, there are two must thing with me. That One is coffee, my coffee mug. And that is my headphones. And she was laughing that, yeah, you have autism as well. So that was the point. So that is the point when I came to realize that I am neurodivergent. And a lot of things start making sense. And my guilt was uh, come with my terms to my personality a long time ago, maybe two, three years back. But with the passage of time, I'm getting changed. The positivity is, is something that is coming from inside. And I realized that uh, whenever you make a goal in your life, then you have to achieve that goal. And you don't listen to, because uh, life as a journal is difficult for girls in Pakistan. But when I talk about autism, still I don't, maybe I don't need friends now because I'm too much passionate about my work and I work all the time with the children. And my, because there's a lot of things that how you can, uh, you know, overcome a lot of things. And that things which I learned with the passage of time, which is very important for other people to understand as well. So whenever it comes to, you know, these things, I am so easy to answer and to, give a satisfactory answer to the parents and they listen because I talk truth. And one thing which I um, uh, follow in my life, that rule is that always tell the reality to the parents. What is the condition of the child?
the one problem which I face as a friendship as well that I'm too blunt. So you have children, so you also know that those children, people, people who are neurodivergent, are very blunt. So it's a big journey. Maybe maybe we need a lot of time to wrap this thing. Maybe wrap this thing so quickly. Yeah. So what does your work look like from a day-to-day basis? Are you working with children? Are you working with parents? Are you work? Is okay. the family come, come in? Tell us a little okay. bit about okay. your work. I'm basically working with children and adults, both. Okay. So I'm working with children. I'm working with parents, mother, and I'm working with family as well. With child, when it is one-to-one session. Okay. Then we're doing one-to-one therapy with the children. In PTMs, like parent-teacher meeting, then I call the parents and give them, and even on daily basis, I give report to the parents, to the children, uh, to the parents that today we do these activities, so repeat this activity at home. So whenever it comes to PTM, uh, they, they, it is very easy for them to tell me that it was their progress and stuff like that. When I'm working online, uh, I'm I just recently uh, when the I'm working online with uh, patients with autism before Corona period because I was doing some research with uh, Canadian University, University of Sherbrooke, Canada. At that time, I get the idea that uh, let's let's try the online one. So at that time I started, I was not even able to understand that I would do it or not. But I over there, I get the idea that mother is an important figure in the child life. So why not work with the mother? So when I'm doing an online session, then you will find this video on my page as well. Give you the link of my page. I just, you know, I just went post these videos so that other people get encouraged that this is how you can work. If you're not able to reach the therapist and you're not able to reach the good therapist, then how can you work? So with mothers always sitting over there when i'm doing one-to-one session then i don't allow anyone to enter in the room it's always about me and my child because i uh, the child which is i'm working because i get distracted and i get very angry when i'm distracted so i work with the child on online sessions i work with mother and i ask mother to model me so it is my instruction and the mother is asking the child to do that and the time came when the child is directly looking at me they're directly following my instructions and when i'm sometimes just because of technical difficulty, the child is not able to see, the child is not paying attention to the sessions. We, I just checked it a lot of time. So that is how I'm making a relationship with the, uh, the children. And uh, I don't know how, but I'm very good with uh, children. I love them. I love them a lot. So that's how I'm working. I'm with students, I'm with, working with teachers, I'm working with professionals, and uh, with children, with their parents, with their family, how to integrate. Even I'm going to the schools to integrate these children. In my uh, from last two years, I was working with a school, and I have uh, almost six to seven autistic children. And I just I teach them speak because they were you can understand that, that they were mute. Speech, first thing is speech communication. Then I teach them how to read. Now few of them are able to read three letter sight words. That is a very big achievement for these autistic children. Wow. And uh, there was one child who was having some kind of ear infection. Who was having some kind of ear infection. So even there was a girl coming to me. She was a Down syndrome, more like an autistic and syndromic child. So, autism as well because she's hyper as well. It took me almost a month because she was saying E for uh, in our language, elephant is hati. So he would to he used to say E for hati, and I would to, used to say E for elephant, a, a, elephant. So it took me a month, maybe more than a month, to break her this you know that string. So her mother told me when I teach, uh, talk to her mother, she said that when the child is not able to learn uh, something in English, then I teach that word in Urdu. So now after six months, integration of six months, the positive thing about that girl was, uh, and that girl was on one word. She was talking in one word, only word, one word. And I just start with two words, two phrase sentence, then three, then four, then five. 
and the thing was that uh, she told me you're not going to take any other ones in the class i will come first so that was a you know a very positive development that girl life a girl who have poor communication skill and now she is able to tell her wants and needs and desire that she want to come first she don't want the children to come first for with me and take the session so that is how things are going and whenever you know you, you put your uh, efforts in something then it's how it's uh, you know results are coming that, that is very satisfying for me that That's is you know, something else experience something else do you work with people like all over the world or in a specific I'm area like, no i work all over the world because i have clients sometime uh, in pakistan in islamabad other cities as well i work other in other countries as well with the, those who need uh, adult therapy uh, basically sometime like mostly they come with depression and anxiety or sometimes ptsd so it's more like mixed thing uh, when you work with adult in the psychotherapy it's not about the disorder it's more about the personality it's more about teaching the person the coping skills because you cannot change the environment you cannot change your circumstances whenever i talk to these children uh, these individuals i give them two options one option is change yourself or change environment can you change the environment we cannot change the environment we cannot change the people okay we change the people we can change the environment and we go to some other area people come with the same attitude with in our life again so we cannot do this so what we could do with having our present circumstances with our, our present issues we can upgrade ourselves so this is what i am teaching them and uh, it's a, you know it's a very good approach to them to understand their own thing understand their own problem in the sense first they have to in even i uh, start working with owning their own experiences and owning in the sense that they need to validate their self first they need to validate their feeling if they are feeling this thing it means that it is coming from something and it actually happened with them so when they realize and they start feeling about that then the exchange come with the passage of time then i then i work with you know uh, making them more in the sense skillful to make their own decision it's not like that they will always depend upon you always ask me to do what but to do and i always give them choices that it's your life you tell me what you can do in this circumstances what is best for you so it's all about that so it's a good thing that they are uh, learning by themselves and then in the longer run they will solve their issue by themselves so it's how i'm working and uh, till now i'm working for the parents that are listening uh to the show they have a child with um special needs how do they know if they should reach out to you and if and where do they go to reach out to you how do they get in touch with you okay uh, i have facebook page i am on instagram as well so these are two important you could say social media is very you could say on social media you can you can reach out to everyone and everywhere in the world so my page so is dr nila khan should i tell you the name so we yeah tell us the name but then let's make sure that we get it in the show notes as well after the show okay so my page name is dr nila khan clinical psychologist and speech therapist that's the name of my page great and how do they know that if they should reach out to you so so my child say my child's 12 years old and they're nonverbal okay. they have intellectual disability and autism how do i know if i should reach out to you to talk about my son or not okay so when you are talking about it's very uh, you could say in the start parents are very confused about the issues of their children sometimes if it's the elder child then they will say it's our first child maybe we pampered that child that's why he's acting in certain way maybe a lot of problems coming in out that is about this screen 
that we are giving too much screen time to our children so that's how they develop autism which is called you know einstein autism maybe you heard of that term as well so they are saying this uh, we are too much guilty because we did that in the start i always start working with the children with working with the parents to lessen their guilt autism is not there uh, you could say uh, in our uh, in our you know in our generation it is like that if you do something sin then you are going to get that in this life so it's not your sin that is coming to into your real life it was a condition present in that children maybe before but maybe maybe after but and it was supposed to happen it's not about the you you are giving them mobile and not giving them mobile giving them time or giving putting your child on the caregiver that they are not able to uh, sometimes they say, used to say they are not uh, recognizing us the child is not recognized the child don't know i am his father the child don't know i am his mother so there's a lot of things are coming so the point over here is that look in your community around if every child on 12 years old is showing the same behavior showing the same symptoms not in the same sense of symptoms symptoms okay if a child is 4 years old then child is supposed to maybe say five words five letters uh, five letters and uh, uh, sorry five phrase sentence so it's a kind of global milestone for that children about communication okay if a child is 2 years old and he is supposed to say this thing yeah he is supposed to say two letters uh, three phrase sentence so these are developmental milestone global milestone first check for these milestone if you are not able to uh, reach the internet then check in your community that either your child is behaving exactly other children are behaving if he is different then how is different even you can compare your own children as well you can compare these children with your neighbor as well you compare you can compare these children to your uh, you could say your relatives as well so that is first criteria that is how you would know that so then you st- uh, start uh, reading about that and uh, don't try to diagnose your child it will give you a lot of tension i know that people are coming in the, they are even before diagnosis they are so tense that um, because a time came in my life in my profession then i talk about how we are going to work with these children it's not any more about diagnosis what diagnosis is giving to you for me if i'm a professional for me a diagnosis would be that i need to develop a certain strategy with the child to understand few things to understand certain things if a child is with autism then i will go musical you are getting my point i will go musical because they love music i will go in rhythms i will directly target the executive function of that child so that is how it's giving me a guideline for treatment but what god gave guideline is giving to you if you diagnose a child with autism as you are saying your child is autism so you are wearing the glasses of autism and you are putting everything on that child because of that autism okay let me give another example how it's affecting the child if you sometimes self diagnose a child was coming with me and she uh, complained a lot of about about the child the child is not doing that and the child is not listening to me and the child is not paying attention the child is not communicating and the child is not putting on his clothes and not eating so i asked what about your other children she she said that they they are doing worse so i told them you know that this child has a problem so you are more focus on that rather than you are you should focus on the other children as well who could you know um, uh, when we talk about these children uh, they don't uh, you know they don't leave a spa- safe space they don't they, they don't leave a, a space around the mother but what what about the other children if you go to some shop that a child with autism maybe he stay with you but if a child with is with, with not if he is not with autism maybe he run away and he want to grab something so over here you need to give equal time to both children so that is a point which is very important that in thing and if you have some speculation that your child have is have then at least 
once for once uh, take some professional advice about that thing that your child have this issue or not and not just take the advice also uh, ask from the therapist or the professional that what you can do about that thing what you're supposed to do but because when i uh, i always talk about teaching them the skills for example i would talk about self help skill what could a self help skill about the child with autism would be independent eating okay academics is something else the child could learn academic very fast like abc they will learn very fast phonics they will learn very fast uh, number they will learn very fast shapes because these are very common thing my child know shapes my child know abc my child know numbers my child child know everything but they don't have functional communication by functional they don't have functional communication because they don't have the vocabulary for functional communication so that is the point which we parents is lacking and you are supposed to take advice from the therapist that how we can work on functional communication skill okay if the child is not able to talk then uh, we have other tools for that the child can point at least the child could uh, tell you by pointing that he need that thing the child could take you the child could grab you to the thing and that uh, you know uh, put your hand on that thing that i want that thing so we then we work on that thing and uh, as you know that every child is different so if five children are coming with me then when the strategy will be different even with same child every day the strategy will be different so they are so because their mind is working all the time it's popping all the time maybe you have you know the uh, you know the theory about about autism that they have some hole in the myelinated sheet and the uh, you know the sensory sensation are you know overlapping all the time so it's all the time firing of uh, neurotransmitter all the time that's why everything is jumbled up for them so for that thing we need to make things easy for the child so when we talk about uh, you know treatment plan then we talk about these thing that how we are going to uh, do that but first thing is that you need to consult the uh, the therapist as soon as you observe the children in the community in your own home and other community as well then and don't overdo that net because net surfing is giving a lot of tension to the parents and they themselves get into depression as well so that is at the point that if you get into depression then how you're going to uh, you know how you going to work with your child because if a child is uh, not 18 years old he is your, your responsibility so that is the point uh, which i'm trying to teach as a parent that don't need to take that you know the guilt of everything on themselves the burden on everything on themselves plus uh, we you know sometimes when uh, people have such children then they think that uh, they cannot do more child can do more uh, yesterday i was in a discussion with the parent uh, they were not that, that was some institution working for with 30 years and they said that we were doing sign language stuff like that and i told her that don't go for sign language because when you study the brain then you know that the brain have the capability to overdo the brain because you know there's a lot of area involved for a lot of things for speech there are a lot of areas there's not only one area for emotions there are a lot of areas in the brain for memories there are a lot of area in the brain so the brain have the capacity to overpower that thing and the brain even have the capacity to you know overcompensate that thing so that is the thing that if you give you know if you minus a thing from the child life then they will not try to there for that thing so if you put your child on the gestures and the you know sign language in the in the sense that uh, then he will not go for the speech therapy and like you know go, not go for the you know uh, speaking which a child could acquire if you do some method on that child when he will acquire we don't know that thing but if you work on the child then according to my opinion the child could acquire that thing so that was too much from my side the show is recorded because i think uh we could i i need to go back and listen to it you gave a lot of great tips and things that we can look at maybe you can do it you can you can you know you can uh 
you can you know you can post a whole uh, program maybe or you can you know some small parts as well 30 30 yeah. minutes or it's all depending on you like as we discussed i think there's a lot of other discussions that we can have there's a lot of yes, areas we can uh, dive deeper into in future conversations but i appreciate all that you've given us on this show today uh for the parents that are out there that are struggling right now that just are feeling like there's no hope or they're not going to make it's not working do you have any like thoughts of hope for them or any experiences that you're having in your professional work that could give them some encouragement or hope uh just kind of in your closing thoughts okay when you talk about autism the main the main thing with autism it is under diagnosed or diagnosed disorder in this in the world nowadays i if a child don't have you know language everybody say that he's a, he have autism i told them that uh, maybe there are seven to eight disorders which in which the child can lack the communication the, even if we talk about uh, you know down syndrome the child could have issue with the uh, with the speaking if we talk about learning disability the child could have the speak, uh, issues if the, we talk about developmental delays the child could have this issue the cp child could have issue even with uh, selective mutism even those who have stuttering even those who have neurological problems so there are a lot of children who have this issue okay one thing i would like to say that when you talk about uh, diagnosis then also thinking about the thing that what you are going to do the next because there is always hope and hope will come with but just think try to think from uh, outside the box because academics is something that uh, first uh, you know think about that thing what do you want your child to be do you want your child to be happy child or you do you want your child to be a robot that is a true thing because there are few therapies which are very aggressive therapy and i don't like these therapies sorry to say which which try a child to act like a robot and child cannot act like a robot so if a child is a child he is a function human being as well so first thing is that what is the child skills that is important thing but because you know when i'm working with a child first thing i follow the interest of the child there's always something in which child is very good for example the child is very good with transport then i will uh, get that thing and i will use that thing and uh, uh, children with uh, you know more or less with autism they like rhyming so i will give you example of one uh, of one of my student and that will give you a lot of encouragement the child came with me he was almost 3.5 years uh, not 3.5 maybe a uh, 2.5 years old and he was talking and nobody was able to understand what he is saying second thing was that he always used to hide his uh, eyes with the cap he was very cute but you know he was all the time he was too dependent as well and dependency is what is worst thing for these children because when we talk about therapy our first care is supposed to be make them independent independent eating independent writing independent self help skill self help skill personal self help skill journal so it is a lot of lot of it's a lot of about independence teaching them independence so if a child that child was too much dependent on their mother and he was all the time sitting on the lap of the child so i don't allow anyone to sit in the lap i don't allow this thing because i was heading in institute and it could create a lot of issues maybe you know uh, that thing because it's a sensitive thing that uh, these could uh, children could get into Uh, the situation of abuse as well and i have treated such children in my past as well so from that day onward i don't allow anyone to take the child in their lap you should maintain the personal boundary as well and teach the child personal boundary as well because when we talk about you know giving them uh, education maybe maybe another sexual education how would they know they need to know about the boundaries then we can talk about other things that how we could teach them so 
I was not alive. At that time, I was all the time sitting in the and, and I was all the time, you know, saying to all the teachers that don't make them sit in their lab because he's already too much dependent and he was uh, taking bottle feed. He was getting almost three years old. And whenever we asked their parents to uh, send the lunch, they, was, they would send the bottle with that child. So uh, slowly, slowly, uh, when start working with that, and the child was very good with rhymes. He loved to sing the rhymes all the time. So uh, I was applying, you know, um, when I'm working with those students who have sensory needs, I use mirror therapy. Maybe you have the idea or not. The mirror is like that. They can see their reflection. So for those children who have sensitive issues, like who are sensitive, sensitive to touch, to sensitive to light, that if you do something indirectly in the sense of in the mirror, that it's very positive for them, then they feel less threatened. So that is the kind of tip I'm giving you. If you, uh, if somebody want to talk about that thing, we will talk about that thing in, in detail later on. So I was, yeah. you know, uh, we were doing that rhyming thing in the in front of the mirror all the time. So let me show the gesture. It was like A is for apple, A, A, apple. So I was doing that thing every day with him in the, you know, everything in the drill. So there were a lot of other activities which I was doing in the drill. drill. So slowly, slowly, the style came to, uh, because he knew one uh, words, but he he knew words, but he was not speaking that clearly. He was uh, talking English as well. So it comes to word first, then it comes to two phrase sentence, then it comes to three phrase sentence, then slowly it comes to four phrase sentence. I was making videos and sending to his parents as well. And their parents were getting very happy. So uh, after maybe six months, I was uh, doing a session with the child. And he was exactly producing everything I taught him in the sessions. The same drill. Wow. So that is why drilling is important for these children. You now we talk about oral motor drill and oral literacy drill. It's not that why we're teaching everything to when, you know, it's about repetition. Why repetition is important? Because whenever you repeat anything, then it is going to create a neural pathway in the brain. And, you know, when neural pathway in the brain, it become part of, you know, muscular memory. So the action become you know, automatic. So you, if you know, if you have idea about reflex action, if you see something, you know, uh, hot, you, you take out your hand. So it's something like that. So I don't know if people get this idea or not, but when we are talking to you know, some skills, especially if it's about speed, so it's what, how it's working. People don't get this idea that how it's working, why we're repeating all the time and you know, you're getting bored and stuff like that. So now he's, he's, he's going to the normal school. He has some issues, but uh, you know, I'm told you, He's the one, and you know what? When our children, I give you other example as well, because my five to six children are going to normal school, I'm going to that school to check their performance, and I was giving them sessions as well. So these children were well-behaved children, good command following, good sitting span, good attention span among other children in the class. If the class was of 25 of the class, 25 students, and they were the first student who, who would listen to the teacher, who would respect the teacher, and if the teacher said to them, stop, then they will stop. And they show love and warmth to the teacher. And uh, they will tidy up their lunch and stuff like that. And they will put the things from where they took. So what we want from these children, follow the command, which they were doing. But, you know, I provide that they, this therapy in individual setting. Then we take to them to the, you know, inclusive setup or uh, normal schooling or mainstream schooling as well. So my point was that these children were well-behaved, well-mannered as compared to other children. And their love is so genuine. One day, my friend, uh, one day, uh, my our caretaker was saying, saying something. She was talking about some children, and that children was some from elite class. And uh, you know, we have, you have, when you have a lot of money, you have a lot of privileges. Then a lot of, you know, uh, bad things came 
in the sense child start behaving uh, the child start misbehaving in the sense that they know that uh, nobody is going to say anything to them so i was discussing i think and you know she was saying that the children is not listening to anyone and you know what was going in that around uh, that club that was kind of evening club that every teacher is coming and every teacher is going because they know how to you know tease the children teacher and children run away because teacher run away because a teacher cannot handle them and if teacher will say something to the children then they are getting you know uh, roll call in the sense explanation call so i told them just try one thing and i asked her to uh, there was a child of 8 years old almost and he was uh, autistic and he was humming he was not uh, non verbal lesson he was uh, he was saying something but it was occasional like he would say something for once you know that is a thing with autistic children he would say and i just tell him show her one thing the child was standing alone in a room and i asked her to wait in that place and the child was standing alone and that was table and chair and he was waiting for me and even i came outside he didn't come outside because he know that i asked him to wait the, and he know that i will come back to that child because that was our professional relationship that was a relationship of trust that we developed during our therapy so that's how positivity came for them so that's how their uh, you know uh, things change for themselves and if you have time i will show you another case which is very important so if you want to ask me question then i will uh, you know share that case with you at the end because i'm working so i don't have to positive things to tell the parents that that's how things change for these children when you start working with them no I, and i appreciate that and um and i think we definitely need to have a follow up conversation but i appreciate everything yes, that you've given given to the listeners today and to me i've learned a lot today so i want to thank you for being on the show with us today and thank you so um much. and uh, will you send me the links to your pages so that i can put it in the show notes for our listeners yes i will give you i will give you uh, maybe uh, on the you know one email id i will give you the link of my uh, instagram and my page as well and whenever your stream is ready then i will uh, upload the stream ever as well and i would like to do more shows with if you will not i will keep on mailing you and will ask you to do more and more all right well <laughs> i neurodiversity neurodiversity yeah, don't we'll leave We'll do that. We'll do that. And I, but I enjoyed the first show today, the first of uh, more to come. Let's say that, okay? Yes. And I wish yes. you all the best and thank you for all the work that you do. Um you know, it means so much to to us as parents. And it means so much to me as well because childhood is a age where you can do a lot of amendments if you go for early intervention. And these two are so beautiful. Their love is so genuine, so warm that, you know, and if you meet these children after 3 to 4 years they will you know uh, they will recognize you let me give you one example uh, i used to do uh, you know uh, hijab thing uh, one day and i was going to uh, institution from the start you know uh, i told you about that and i didn't work for that girl for long time maybe it was one or two weeks maybe and that was was going with her father and she recognized me she was saying bye bye so mm. that's how okay and i was also working with a girl and uh, I met that girl after maybe 2 uh, 3 years and at that time she was elder as well and uh, when she came to me she was mute and uh, somehow I worked with her and I teach her to write because you know I told her that whenever you start giving them some logic then they follow the logic so she know how to write she know how to read and she was also tracing with her hand as well because I'm giving that a lot of sensory integration thing so she was and she was you know, writer spelling as well and i have you know few children who who can uh, read the without you know knowing the proper phonics they can read the word 
because they can make the image and they associated the sound with the image so that's how they can read because maybe they they are hyperlexic so i went to that girl and she immediately recognized me and she came to me and she hugged me so uh-huh. that is very positive thing so you know yeah. that is something that you do and they make you smile <laughs> that is the thing with their you know yes. uh, innocence because they are very much they are very yeah, innocent they... very innocent people and thanks so much for everything today okay and i wish you a wonderful day and we'll um i'll look for your email on the show notes and we'll talk more okay okay Bye i will for now. i will i will email you thank you so much and uh, see you in the next uh, you could say live stream very soon thank you everybody yes, for thanks. having me thank you everybody for the patience to listen to me and see you very soon i'm talking to my viewers see you very soon we appreciate bye 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 This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, And the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.